Welcome to Living Biblically, a podcast from Graceland Church. Join us as Pastor Nate shares biblical wisdom that we can use in our daily lives and relationships to help us put Jesus first in our lives for our neighbors. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode of Living Biblically. We really believe here at Graceland Church that Jesus changes everything, and we come to understand about the person, the work of Jesus through the Word of God. The Word of God, the Bible, is God's very Word, His voice written down for you and for me, and everything we need for life and how to live a godly life is found, contained in the Bible. And so we want to be a people. We want to be men, women, boys, and girls that live biblically, all right? In this episode, I want to talk briefly about a picture of your life, a picture of my life. It's in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 through 52. The subheading is Jesus heals blind Bartimaeus. Jesus heals blind Bartimaeus. A picture of your life, a picture of my life. And I want to read this. I have, I've not done this on episodes past, but I want to read this. Um, to you, and just think about these words, and uh, as I'm going to describe and explain how this really is, I believe, a picture of our lives, all right? And they came to Jericho, and as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, take heart, get up, he is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, what do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. A little context here. This man is attentive to the passing conversation, and perhaps he has heard of the miraculous accounts of this man called Jesus. And he unashamedly yells out, I love the courage and the vulnerability of this blind beggar who was holy, W-H-O-L-Y, not holy, H-O-L-Y, holy. He was wholly dependent upon the mercy of the people around him in that particular historical context to help him to give him food, a job, shelter, protection. And so he unashamedly yells out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Now, a little context. That's the first time that that title, son of David, is mentioned. He is calling out a reference to 2 Samuel chapter 7, which is the details of the Davidic covenant that God gives to Samuel to give to David and says, you are going to have a kingdom. You're going to have someone sit on the throne from everlasting to everlasting. This will be his reign from everlasting to everlasting, the Davidic covenant. And so this blind man, Bartimaeus, we're given his name, cries out, Jesus, son of God, have mercy on me. 
Would that not be your posture if you knew there was a man coming who could heal you of your blindness? Now, again, the physical miracles of Jesus are not only about the physical miracles. They're always symbolic of something greater, more profound. Now, the crowds um, don't want to be bothered by this blind man. I mean, isn't it, it, it's so ironic and and it's so discouraging at times that the people who were disciples, who were with Jesus, saw his teaching, saw him doing miracles. They've seen him undoubtedly do other miracles with people, giving the people who can't see, uh, you know, restoring their sight, restoring those that were mute, that couldn't speak, giving them the ability to speak, those that couldn't hear, demon-possessed people, all sorts of physical ailments, and he is incessantly healing people. In fact, the Bible says in several places, all who came to him were healed. I mean, just think about that. Think about wherever you live and the local hospital, Jesus showing up on floor two at the NICU, the ICU, emergency room, wherever it is, and walking into the room saying, be healed. Be healed. You're healed. You're over there. You're healed. I mean, it's just, it's just miraculous. We, we move past the Scripture so quickly, and we fail to realize the gravity and the supernatural work that we're reading about that actually happened years ago as eyewitnesses watched them do this. And there they are, a crowd gathering with Jesus. They see the blind man. He does not see them. He hears them, and they know that Jesus is the one that can heal this man's blindness. But what do they do? They rebuke him. Be quiet. The crowds don't know his name, but the account resounded for many years to come in people's minds and hearts as it would later be written down in the Gospel of Mark for our enjoyment and our wonder. And so in the text of Scripture, there's a remembrance of this man's name. He was not nameless. He was not faceless. His name was Bartimaeus, and Jesus saw him. Man, I'm getting emotional. I mean, he he saw him, though Bartimaeus didn't see him. This account is heartwarming and encouraging for several reasons, and I want to point out several simple observations from the text that are found in the latter part of this passage. One, Bartimaeus had faith in Jesus. He believed. He trusted. In in the knowledge that he had of Jesus, he called out in confidence, in faith, in trust, heal me, Jesus, son of David, a title speaking about the one who would come way down the lineage of King David, a man after God's heart, this great patriarch, the one who would sit on the throne of David from everlasting to everlasting, Bartimaeus exemplified faith in Jesus. And his faith is in Jesus is what made him well. Physically healed, yes, his sight is restored, but more importantly and more seriously, he was spiritually healed and forgiven. Remember, if you, if you were to study the Gospel of Mark, faith in Jesus is never mere intellectual assent, but it's trust and confidence in the person of Jesus. Another observation is that we see in the latter part of verse 52, 
Bartimaeus's sight is recovered, and the last six words in Mark chapter 10 are these six words, and followed him on the way, and followed him on the way. Physical sight is restored. He is forgiven, which, by the way, is a subtle declaration that he knows he has to go to the cross because the only way that people could truly be healed, not just physical healing, but the spiritual healing is tied to the good news of Jesus, which has not happened yet in the historical context, the chronology of the life of Jesus. He's not yet gone to the cross, uh, which means he's not been buried, which means he's not been resurrected, which means he's not ascended to the Father. So all those events have not happened yet, yet he is constantly declaring, your faith has made you well. Not just physical healing, but spiritual wholeness, spiritual healing. And so when he says this to Bartimaeus, he is basically saying, I'm sealing my fate. I know I have to go to the cross. Bartimaeus cries out, he had faith, he's physically healed, he's spiritually healed and forgiven, and then he follows on the way after Jesus. That is a picture of your life. You have faith in Jesus, you're spiritually healed, you're forgiven of your sins, past, present, and future, and then you follow Jesus all the days of your life. But just another little observation, this account is recorded in the Gospel of Mark for a lot of reasons. I think one of the reasons that Mark records the healing of the blind man Bartimaeus is in part to teach the disciples and the reader that they don't understand that Jesus is a suffering Messiah. He has said repeatedly in Mark chapter 8, it's called the Markin Hinge, in Mark 8, he says three different times, he, pro- he prophesies three different times, and each time with greater detail, he prophesies that the Son of Man, Jesus, his favorite designation that comes from Daniel chapter 7, this one who is like the Son of Man, this authoritative, transcendent, powerful one, Jesus, authoritative, powerful, transcendent, Majestic, yes, but his power would be seen in conquering the curse of sin, conquering the sting of death, and conquering and vanquishing the works of the devil by rendering, by giving his life. And the disciples just don't understand that the Messiah that's going to release them from spiritual oppression, that's going to bring freedom, that's going to bring forgiveness— that's going to bring hope and joy is going to come at the hands of him delivering himself over to wicked rules where he is going to be crucified. They're like Bartimaeus. They see him, they hear him, but they just don't quite see him as they should. It's almost as if they have this spiritual blindness. In fact, they don't even understand, even when he's crucified, all of their hopes are dashed against the rocks. They have a spirit of despondency. They're so discouraged. They have despair. All of our hopes have been dashed. We thought he was the one to vanquish our military oppressors, to bring freedom, to restore the kingdom. Well, he is, but just not in the manner that you disciples think he's going to. And so here's some questions. As you think about Jesus, do you see him clearly? If you answer the question, yes, my friend, I want to lovingly appeal to you 
you don't. I don't mean that there's not aspects of Jesus that you don't see clearly, but we never, we never get to a point where we, from A to Z, got Jesus figured out. He is the second person in the Trinity. He's the king of the universe. He's the creator. He's the Lamb of God who gave his life for your sins and mine. And we spend all of our days, chapter 10, verse 52, and followed him on the way. We follow after Jesus, continually studying, thinking, pursuing, aspiring to know him more. What in what ways are you following Jesus? In what areas of your life do you need to follow the heart of Jesus more closely in your life? So it just maybe right now, wherever you are, maybe you're sitting at a desk, you're driving, maybe you're listening to this podcast with, with a friend, with a spouse, with a child. Ask Jesus for help today. He wants to hear from you today, right now. Talk to him. And, and please know that he'll hear you and he'll answer you because he sees you just like he saw Bartimaeus. Have a great day. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to Living Biblically. We hope this episode encouraged you today. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at questions at gracelandbaptist.org.